0: Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Daydream Rolls podcast. Happy solstice wherever you are in the world. I hope you're having a beautiful day, connecting to light and darkness, and maybe having a moment of stillness to really ce- celebrate the seasons and the turning of the wheel, and also appreciating where you are in life right now. I am sending you a beautiful, really, really cool, and groovy interview episode with my mentor, Nancy Antonucci. Honestly this woman is such a treat, she's hilarious and insightful and I learned so much from her. I also love her book and everything that she's doing in the world so yeah, listen and and hopefully you'll get lots of out of that too. I think Nancy is really amazing and I think you might also want to check out her website and get on the newsletter because she has a second book coming out and since I loved the first one so much I'm really excited for that too. Just two small announcements before we start. The first one is that I'm running a um, live business workshop series this summer all about DIY media as an addition and alternative to social media, which I feel is increasingly becoming stressful for many of us. And I really care about us owning our own content and creating platforms or spaces in which we can share our stories authentically and with love in a way that really connects us. So. I have already run a workshop um, on developing a long-term content strategy, which you can get the replay of, and then this Monday I'm running one on blogging and podcasting, which I think is really powerful. And that's not to say that social media can't be really powerful too, I'm just really feeling that we need to up our game and be out there in as many beautiful ways as possible. There's going to be two more workshops after, there's one on Monday, one on getting organized and loving spreadsheets and creating systems, and one on getting really good at telling and owning our own stories. If you want to join those, you can become a Patreon and pledge $3 or more. You cancel that anytime and you get invites to these workshops. And also you'll get access to my Magic of Embodiment membership, which is really pretty cool. <laughs> if I say so myself, the theme for this month is faith. So we're exploring what that means to us, where we maybe have heaviness around that word. If you like, you can join us in writing your own prayer or affirmation. There's journaling prompts, there's a movement practice, a herbal recipe, um, there's a plant friend profile, and there's a community to connect with. And so it's a really rich offering that starts at $3 a month. Um, I'm gonna be upgrading or relaunching this whole thing later in the year after the summer. Um, It's gonna be called Wild Embodiment and there'll be more writing and more live uh, meetups with me on the internet. And it's gonna be a little bit more expensive because it will be also containing a lot more video content, more live time and connection with me. And so if you're becoming a patron now, you'll be grandfathered into that current old price, which that's at $3 on a sliding scale. And so, yeah, check that out. I'll send uh, you the notes and the links to that in the show notes. And now I'm going to let you enjoy this beautiful episode with Nancy Antonucci. Thank you for listening. Hey everyone, I'm super excited to have the beautiful and amazing and inspiring Nancy Antonucci with me today. And I wanna tell you how I first met her. So I um, in 2016, I think, I read her book, Psychic Tarot, and I really loved it. It really felt like it was speaking to me personally. The exercises were so beautiful and it was a tarot book that I could really connect to across time and space it felt a bit like sitting in bed and having my own private tower teacher and I was I think I was kind of letting that book work on me for about a year and then I got in touch with Nancy at a time where I was kind of really wanting to expand but also feeling a little bit unsure and I know that's a common experience of feeling a bit like an imposter and you know wanting to do something new and creative and bold but just needing a little bit of support so at the end of 2017 at the beginning of 2018 I mentored with Nancy and it was such a beautiful experience it really was affirming of my weirdness, which was exactly what I needed at the time it gave me a lot of inspiration and I just It just was really positive and important for me to see that there's someone older than me that was doing what I was wanting to do with my life. And so I'm so grateful to know Nancy, and I'm still kind of with the wisdom and inspiration that I received from this mentoring. And I'm just super excited to speak to her today and to share some of her insights with you guys. Nancy, thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, it's an honor. I'm (laughs) so glad you asked me to be on. (laughs)
0: it took me long enough so yeah (laughs) Um, but I always trust the timing so I would love to start by asking you um, kind of how do you describe your work and where are you in the world and what is nature like around you
1: I describe my work as um, actually I don't don't call myself a tarot reader on my website I call Mm -hmm. myself a, a, a creative advocate and I mean that both ways, like I'm an advocate in a very creative way and I'm creative. I, I really want to advocate creativity. So I don't need to spread the gospel of tarot around the world. I really think the solution to a lot of car wrecks that we're in right now is creativity. And and that that, that to me whenever I've seen creativity work, it's just that thinking outside the box or seeing things differently. So that's how I describe my work as creatively empowering people. Ta- tarot is the tool for me to do that, you know, and I certainly love turning people on to tarot if they want to learn more about that language, but whatever I can do to bro- break creative blocks, you know, that's, that's where it's at. Um, And I love, you know, where do I live? You know, Yarrow. there was a, I've started when I do workshops with a lot of people that I don't know, it's for them to go around and describe themselves from their landscape without using formal names, you know, so that we really connect, we really remember. So what I would say to you and to listeners, I am in the middle of America way north, where we do have six-month winters, and I am by the Mississippi River, you know, so I'm by a big river. I love it. It's almost all sky. Um, It's not where I was born. I grew up on the east side of the United States, so to be in the middle and north, I get birch trees here and um, a lot of evergreen you know, but the water is just amazing. There's it's called the, the land of a thousand ten thousand lakes. Mm. So that's that, cool. that's where I'm from.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds beautiful. Um so one of the things that I really love about your work is that you have a background in different creative practices and I can really, I feel like that's coming across in a really beautiful way. You're shooting videos sometimes um, that I really recommend people check out and you have also been a dancer. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I start, I started as a dancer at the age of four.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's a long time ago. <laughs>
1: (laughs) Well, here's the the problem with that, with dancing, though, is that you're, you are expected to be mute. Mm. So I, you don't, your body is your voice. Mm -hmm. And it was really... Yeah, uh, sometimes the power dynamics got really off because mm-hmm. if you have a whole group of people that are just embodied and one person that is kind of the puppet master, mm-hmm. you can imagine some of the spots I got in. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> oh, yeah. and I tell people, you know, really Terpsichore is a bitch goddess, you know. So <laughs> like, if you have to follow her, then do it. If you don't have to follow her, I would say find the nearest exit, you know, because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is and it's not just the business of dance. It really is when you speak with your body, you're so vulnerable, mm. you know, and you're so open. And a lot of times when we're younger, we don't have the boundaries, the energetic boundaries mm. we need to stay safe. Yeah. Even okay. from being energetically invaded by people. Mm. So oh, yeah. I took a couple hits, yeah.
0: Tell me about it, yes. Oh. <laughs> um, at the moment, uh, and I'm so glad that you, yeah, I feel like it's still like such a strong influence. And I feel that in the, in the way that you embody your creative work now and working with the tarot and your writing as well. Um, and I'm wondering kind of what are your favorite creative practices on a day-to-day basis at the moment?
1: Um, I've done um, authentic movement for 14 years, and for uh, I usually do that once a week. Uh, Mm. I did do that with a peer group for a long time, and now I just go in by myself to a studio. I'll do stretching and meditating and lining up with chakras and things, and then I'll just put a circle of tarot cards around me face down on the floor and just dance and listen and download and whatever I'm moved to do, I've been doing that strongly now for about four years. And I really believe Yarrow in my heart, I believe that tarot is like a blueprint to being a great human. Mm. So it's not about being spirit because our spirit spent a lot of time trying to incarnate. So it's like, what are we doing with the human and the spirit? Mm -hmm. And I still feel that tarot, just by its language of imagery, are portals, and I'm trying to just explore that more with my body than my head. Mm. And I've had, after four years of being in the studio, I've had two breakthroughs but that was better than none. (laughs) You know, know, and I feel like David Bowie put it perfectly when he said, when you don't feel like you can really touch the bottom, you're, Mm -hmm. you're in water and you don't really feel like you can stand on the bottom. That's when you're doing something important, Mm -hmm. you know, and I do feel like that when I go in the studio, I'm still like, I don't, I don't want to just imitate the people in the cards i mm. feel like there's something inherent because tarot has been such a beautiful historic tool mm-hmm. that it can help us if we just went with the image of it or the movement of it
0: mm. yeah. yeah
1: yeah that dancer in me she just <laughs> she just went pagan is really what she did <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, And I wonder how the tower came into your life. Was that always something that you were holding close to your heart? Or did you just suddenly have a moment with it? How did that come to be?
1: Um, I grew up in a very small town and it was really strong Catholic culture, you know, where you didn't tell people what neighborhood you were from. You told them what parish you came from. So it was really strong. Wrong that way, and also really uh, also very restrictive in that we weren't allowed to even go to other people 's churches mm-hmm. you know it was just it was very black and white back then um, and so my mom and I my mom is a very intelligent woman and I mean the both of us were really like really interested in weird like phrenology which is head bumps and Mm -hmm. astronomy and astrology and like we just loved exploring alternative ways of seeing things so she bought me a deck when I was about nine Mm -hmm. you know and she just said you know and it didn't it didn't have uh it didn't come there weren't well, let's put it this way, Yarrow, your listeners need to know I'm 60, so I came <laughs> way before the internet, so we did not have access. We really didn't. In fact, at that time, there were only three or four tarot decks you could get.
0: Mm, wow. So,
1: like, this revolution of tarot happened within my lifetime, which has mm. been amazing to watch, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but back then, she, my mom said, "Well, here you just work with these, and then, but if they if they start taking off, then I need to take them from you." Because she was also, I, you'd have to understand my mom to get that. And they did. Like I, I, took them to a show and tell to my Catholic school, and they worked because all I did was read the, sto- the story by the pictures. That's all I did. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of glad she took them then because I didn't have a teacher and I didn't have any books, and they. That did kind of scare me that pictures talk to me better than humans. Mm. So I didn't pick them up again until my early 20s when I was really in a very dark space. And they literally kind Mm. of came in and gave me a whole new way of looking at my life and loving my life.
0: Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. too. Yeah. Yeah. How has your relationship to the tarot and the practices and the the ways that you work with it changed over time, I wonder? Or has there ever been, I mean, these are two separate questions. I'm just getting too excited here, I
1: think. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, this is the way I see tarot now. I feel like tarot is like a big mansion and each room is a card, Mm -hmm. you know, and every experience you have consciously by studying them or unconsciously like oh god that's what that card meant in that reading or even when you read for someone else puts a layer of energy in that room Mm -hmm. you know so like you start with your brand new deck and you don't know anything and it's like okay that room doesn't have any wallpaper any window curtains any no bed no couch you know so as you work with the cards they layer you know, Mm -hmm. and now I feel like, I'd say there's only like two or three rooms that I just need work on, like Mm -hmm. the the judgment card, like Mm -hmm. that, I still not, I'm still, I don't get the judgment card, Mm -hmm. I have to go theoretically with it, Mm -hmm. and I can do that, but on a visceral level in my life, Mm -hmm. I have not, I have not experienced judgment yet, Mm -hmm. you know, so Yeah. yeah, there's certain rooms that, you can't just go in just because you want to. I mean, you can, you can, but they won't say anything to you. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, well. Mm -hmm. And so in my book, um, psychic tarot, one of the things I tell people from the get go and I wished I had done it was write down all the big impressions I had for that card Mm -hmm. and not in detail. Like this is a reading. This was the date. This is what I got. It's like, no, when I read the Empress, this was one of the big ones. I was babysitting one of my friend's daughters. She was eight at the time. And I had showed her my tarot cards. I was in my early 20s. She saw the empress and we were both gaga over the empress, right? And then we're walking, taking a walk. And she goes, but look, Nancy. And she pointed to the sky. And I'm not kidding you, Yarrow. There was the picture of the empress's face. Wow. Looking right at us. And I just went, oh. Oh my God, there's no way I would have even looked up if she hadn't said something. Mm. So that became a layer. And now I go into the Empress room, and you know for sure there's clouds with her face up there, you know. <laughs> so it's it's she's everywhere. Mm. She, she's more than Mother Nature. She's everywhere. Mm. You know, that love is everywhere. And sometimes it takes a young girl to to remember. Totally. Yeah. You yeah. know. In fact, I got to tell you, girls at 11 years old are the spookiest damn creatures in the world. I love (laughs) girls at 11. Oh, my God. You know, like, I wished I had taped this one girl. I said, I gave her the magician card. And I said, just tell me how that card talks to you. Mm -hmm. It was one of the most beautiful monologues I ever heard in my life. And I didn't tape it. I didn't take any notes and I thought, Nance, just take it in. It's going to be like a bird song. You're never going to hear that bird again, you know, so just just take it in because it's going to go away.
0: Yeah. yeah, 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 that's beautiful. Funny you would say that. I was a really weird, very witchy little being at 11 too. There was a lot of moving and shaking at the time. And I remember on my 11th birthday, um, my mom had very little money at the time, and she said, Look, this is our little budget for your birthday. You can either have a party and we will buy special food and invite some friends, um, or you can have that money and buy clothes or books or whatever you want. And I took that money. I was like, No, what I really want to do for my 11th birthday is go to the bookshop, and I went straight to the self help and spirituality section, and I bought a book on witchcraft.
1: <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, that yes. was. <laughs> I think so much is happening right then, you know, our hormones mm. are shifting and we're connected to nature in a very different way, but we're still the kid, but we're
0: mm.
1: on the brink, you know, we're, oh, it's, it's a magical, and I'm sure the boys have their own magical time, but I, I don't, I'm kind of thinking that was like more f- like 16, That mm. at least my experience with boys is, that 15, that 14 to 15 or that 15 to 16 is mm-hmm. that really threshold mm-hmm.
0: for them. yeah yeah
1: i remember my son i used to have a, a little a beautiful tree in the in a ginkgo tree and i Mm -hmm. used to put little fairy like little notes that Mm -hmm. the fairies would lead and he came up when he was about seven you know and he said mom you know i don't really see the fairies so i don't know if i believe him and i said no did you ever see something like move really fast in the side of your eyes like you can't really see it and he goes yes you know and i said well those are fairies you know <laughs> you know because he he wanted to believe he yeah. wanted to believe and it's like you know what there's so many horrific things happening in our mm. world right now it's i i'm writing a new book yaro it's called it, it's going to be about tarot and rituals mm. and, and i've realized wow, I've never taught any of this. This is just the stuff I do. So I have to actually figure out the language while I'm going. And I thought, you know, I really do believe in the power of pretend. Mm, me too, yes. Pretend. If it yes. still gets you to the mountain, mm-hmm. who, who cares what horse you got on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> you know what my favorite compliment is? Is when people say, you're really going with the fairies. I know, like, hell yeah. I'm going with the fairies. <laughs>
1: Oh. Yeah. you know I just had a client bring a new person with me who was very nervous about getting her read a reading and she said but what will really happen like what yeah. will happen and, mm-hmm. and and the client who knows me very well said a lot of laughing and a lot of swearing
0: mm. <laughs> yeah that's what I loved about our sessions as well yeah
1: oh totally so I
0: wonder when you kind of knew or decided that and I know you don't call yourself uh, a tarot reader, which I totally get. And I really feel that, you know, I really feel you as a creative advocate. But I wonder kind of when, um, when you felt that you wanted to make the tarot or this kind of way of working with people a more central part of your life. Was that scary or did you just know or was the time just right? Like what, how did that come, come to be?
1: Well, after uh, – tarot is the only thing in my life that grew – on its own. Like I just had to get out of its way. So it started as a creek and it went into a river and then it went into an ocean. It was like one of those things where I couldn't, I didn't manhandle it like I did with my dance career. And um, basically, I'm, I'm smart. I was able to do a sec- I was a secretary, I was a receptionist, I was a waitress. You know, I did anything I had to do to, to you know, uh, fuel my dance addiction um you know so i I was good at that but after i had a baby you know i had my son in in 1998 i really got a very strong message that i needed to do this and i just thought there's no way that i can make money doing this and so i really You know, there's a big thing, and I, I've been reading some of your th- postings lately, which I absolutely love, which is about non-capitalistic
0: mm. uh,
1: uh, process that I have wanted to bend your ear about. Because I'm, f- when I first started reading, I did a sliding fee scale, you know, and then I started learning, and I and I also got clients from teaching. Mm-hmm. So I mean, people really are drawn to even just playing, you know, like mm-hmm. I didn't know that much more than they did. I, w- I knew three steps ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So I would tell them that, listen, we're all in a big sandbox. No one's going to throw any sand. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm going to take anything that works. You guys are my guinea pigs. Anything that works, I'm going to bring it further. So have fun. And we mm-hmm. all had fun. And I learned as much through them and with them as they did with me. But they would then become clients. And I still tell people, that's a great way to start. If you mm-hmm. really is to teach, mm-hmm. you know, and and because I think a good reader is a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By by nature.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm so glad you found a way and you made it happen. Yeah,
1: me too. <laughs> it wasn't going to take no for an answer. Exactly. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: So i I still remember reading your book like yesterday and and i I'd be going traveling over the summer and I happen to have your book on a Kindle, um which usually is my preference if I really love a book, I usually want a hat copy, but I'm so glad that I got this one as a Kindle because I absolutely cannot book I cannot take any books along i I need my yoga mat and my clothes and a bunch of other stuff, so I'd right. be able to read it again, which is really exciting, and I just really I loved your voice so much in that book. It felt really authentic to me. And so I wonder um, when did you decide to write this book and what that, what, what was that creative process like? And Oh my it-
1: God. <laughs> oh my God. That's such a good, well, I went to see, I kind of self-taught. I didn't, again, old before internet. Um, I didn't really even know other people in the Twin Cities that were doing tarot, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I, I just learned with my students and I, I was inventive and experimenting and things. So I created this whole, I taught, I'm self-taught. Mm-hmm. Well, a friend of mine told me about the Reader Studio, which is a professional uh, conference in New York City once a year. And I went and I really learned, wow, there's things that I'm onto that I'm really not hearing from many other people. Yay for me, I'm brilliant. And then there's other things that I've gotten into it. It's like, whoa, Nance, you're gonna have to clean that up. You know, so it's like, there's, oh, you don't wanna isolate too much. Um, mm-hmm. But we were sitting at a breakfast round table. I'll never forget this morning. And um, Rachel Pollock, who I still think is one of our greatest seafoods. If we had seafoods, Rachel Pollack and Mary Greer are our living sifus. You know, they they brought tarot into our modern world in ways that no one else alive has, as far as I'm concerned. So Rachel started the whole breakfast roundtable saying, who thinks, who considers themselves psychic? And I thought, wow, what a lame question, you know, like, aren't we all like, you know, like, come on now, you know, no, no, as person by person, by person through the line said, no, no, absolutely not. No, not, no, not, 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 you know, and I just thought I was in shock. Mm -hmm. And I said, you guys, oh my God, what, what? Mm -hmm. I said, Tarot made me more psychic.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, the more I go into it, the more I open. Are you kidding? Why are you like, why are we? And then I realized psychic has a lot of garbage to it. It has a charge to it that a lot of us don't want to own. And it was funny because Johanna, who did the Sacred Rose Tarot, was with Rachel at the time. And she said, wait, what was your last name? And I said, Antonucci. And she goes, well, you know, psychic Italian, same thing. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) you know so it was from there that I realized okay wait I really actually do look at this very different wait am I am I one of the few which I had no Mm -hmm. no I see like I said that little girl is eight years old saw Empress in the clouds I mean Mm -hmm. that's where that's who you are when you're connected yeah 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 so when Barbara Moore came up to me from Llewellyn and and had you know, gone to a couple of my workshops and said, you know, we would really love for you to write a book Mm -hmm. about psychic tarot. Mm -hmm. And I, it frightened me. I was like, Oh God, I write to stay sane. I don't write to (laughs) teach, you know, like, Oh, so I worked with one of my students, Mm -hmm. Melanie Howard. And Mm -hmm. uh, she, it was a brutal process. I, I, I still feel, I know it was a good book but she was my canary in the gold mine Mm -hmm. you know so like we would write something and then she would kind of go this doesn't make sense to me what are you saying and then we would have to rewrite all Mm -hmm. of it and i feel i still feel like i owe her some like five karmic points for that in the next (laughs) lifetime (laughs) i'll get her something good but um you really do hear the teacher student voice in it Mm -hmm. You know, like you can really, because we were working like this. Now, Mm -hmm. this book that I'm working on, and I just started it, it's due by the end of this year. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a lot different. I Mm -hmm. feel more confident as a writer. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also speaking from my heart cave, you know, because I haven't really taught. Mm -hmm. I've only taught like half of the material that I've actually am going to be putting in the book. The other half's very personal. Mm -hmm. Like you had asked me what kind of practices, and I said, well, authentic movement. But I also, every morning, I have a list of things I read out loud by the window where the sun comes up that I downloaded from Spirit about mm-hmm. what I love. And, you know, like, here, I'll just read a couple things. Yeah. You know. And I call it, the, it's my vision statement. And, you know, a friend of mine said, if you don't have a vision statement, you tend to go to what you're concerned about or worried about. Mm. So I, I say it out loud. And it's so interesting what even I can hear or not hear, even mm-hmm. in that morning. So I'll just give you the first five. I discover new spaciousness through stretching and meditation. I enjoy big blocks of time to create and listen. I am well rested. I follow the rhythms of the moons and the seasons. I eat to live. Oh, that's There's beautiful. There's 30 more, you know, <laughs> and, I, and, I have to, and I have to read it and kind of go, okay, Nance, the, mm-hmm. this, is, this is what we're trying to do today. Yeah, you know? that's So well, I think your rituals really need anything that can help you love your life. Mm. If that's taking a walk, if mm. that's getting to bed early, if that's... Um, you know giving money to to all the people that are fighting in the trenches right now whatever that is just mm. do it you know mm. because it yeah our, that's where spirit leads us is to loving life
0: yes i agree yeah so i know and i feel in my body what you mean by psychic tarot because i've read your book and i've worked with you and i feel that it's a very grounded very practical very beautiful very inspired approach um, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> but <laughs> but if you if you could just you know just say a few words about what what being psychic with the tower means to you, that would be great. For those that haven't read the book, I think right. We should, but you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. That well, intuition. I, and then I said in the book too. I really feel like it's your piano. All of us are born with a piano. So if you learn how to play the piano, you're going to be doing Chopin and Mozart with some focus and study and good that's going to be a beautiful song if you don't play the piano you can just put flowers on it you know so like most people i think all of us have intuition because as animals we need to be able to sense something without seeing it or smelling it i mean i think it's nature's way i call it the er sing- signal like we need to know if we're if there's danger and i do i see people like really their instincts are you know, usually come in when something really scary or bad happens. So, but if you practice it, it becomes a a well-honed muscle. And Mm -hmm. that to me is psychic. You know, it's like when you practice your intuition, it becomes psychic. And psychic is just, I call it the sideways energy. It's just letting, you know, opening your lenses and letting in the information that wants to come to you. You know, I've t- i talk to students about this all the time. I feel like our brain is like the dog brain, like what do we need to do? Who needs to be happy? When am I going to eat? You know, <laughs> when do I get for a walk? You know, our brain just goes forward, mm-hmm. but the sideways energy is cat, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, where's the sun so I can lay in it? When is somebody going to pull my can of food out? You know, <laughs> is that lap good? No, I don't want you touching me. Like the cat is immoral it's, Mm -hmm. there's no good or bad information. It's just information. Mm -hmm. So I think psychic and a lot of people I think are afraid of psychic energy because they're going to have to deal with the responsibility of it. And it's like, no, you don't, you don't have to act on any of the information you Mm -hmm.
0: get. You can totally repeat your mistakes and get the same information again. I've been there. It's been Uh, shit and great. (laughs) Anyone
1: I've ever been in love with. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh, yeah, I'm not gonna listen to that. <laughs> I've had such
0: an embodied memory and experience of countless times feeling this gut feeling of like, this isn't right, but I need to do it anyway. It just
1: Absolutely kind of,
0: You know. Yes. Yeah <laughs> So I think it is such a practice to start listening to your intuition and to really own that as an important and wise aspect of your way of being and knowing and understanding the world, and it is also a commitment and a responsibility that can sometimes even feel annoying. <laughs> yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I think it, it, I think we're in a different time right now, and I'm sure a lot of people have felt that at the you know, at lots of times during the human history, but. I tell you, Yara, something's happening now. Something's happening now. Veils are thinner than ever. Our climate definitely is changing. People can feel that on a gut level, on an mm. animal level. That scares us, you know? Mm. And I think the deniers are in so much fear, they can't even wrap their mind around it. I think our intuition and our psychic abilities now, and I, that's why I'm working hard in the studio with the tarot cards, is how can we bring, how can we open up? Are we supposed to be listening to a bigger universe here? Are we um, supposed to bring our levels up? But really with my clients, whether they're really good Christian people or whatever, I just look at people sometimes and just go, which the fuck up? (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what that means to you, Mm -hmm. but magic, love, fierce love, power, bring your Mm -hmm. presence. If Mm -hmm. you get on a bus, bring your presence. You know, like Mm -hmm. we have to start shining, you -hmm. know, because it's getting harder and harder. Uh, Mm -hmm. I do, I feel like there's clouds of fascism all over the world Mm -hmm. right now. And it's like, wait, how is that growing? And it's like, well, you know what? In Eastern medicine, like I had a really very, talented friend of mine is an acupuncturist and he said you know what in eastern medicine we treat what's healthy to get stronger
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and let go of what's sick or ill just let it go and Mm. just really work on what's healthy and bringing forward and that's to me that's what we need to do with energy now
0: Mm. Yeah." Yeah, me too. I'm so excited for your next book. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I want to circle back to the rituals a little bit because I really loved what you described about what you're reading out into the sun each morning and the kind of how you're starting the day. So I would love to know um, how tarot or other kinds of ritual that maybe may or may not include the tarot help you feel both grounded and clear and connected to spirit and maybe also if someone's listening to this and they're just new kind of getting into the tarot or ritual, yeah, might be a great place to start for them. I think mm-hmm. these are really so the good my
1: No, the first thing that comes to my mind, especially as a teacher when somebody's really struggling, is... What can be fun? Like how, how, curiosity is everything. Mm. So you really want to be able to follow your curiosity. So what I, I was working with a student right now, I mentor as well as read cards. I'll mentor. And she's very, she was so analytical. She's just like the queen of swords. And there was no way I could talk this queen of swords to being, I don't know, page of wands or cups. That was not going to happen, you know? So I just said, okay, how about this? In the morning pull a card shuffle and just ask how do i serve love today mm. pull a card and and just pay attention at least 3 or 4 times that day if that image comes up if it makes sense to you and then at night write down what you think you got from the card in your secret journal you know but then read the definitions after that Mm. so if you really need that kind of traditional input get it after you have viscerally experienced Mm -hmm. the card because then it has a place to land it's actually even really more effective learning traditional definitions if you have a relationship with Mm -hmm. the you know how i say this yeah a lot of times i'll say this pretend like the tarot is a foreign friend and you two click and the chemistry Great, but you have mm-hmm. no idea what you're talking. No, you don't mm-hmm. know what the other person's saying. Mm-hmm. So read them. You don't have mm-hmm. to look. What would that look like if you looked in your definition book for every damn thing they said mm-hmm. when they're using gestures and they you can tell from their mm-hmm. tone. So try to learn what you can from tarot like a foreign friend, but then at night look up, okay, it would help if I knew some verbs and nouns. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, where is yeah. the bathroom? That's always a good one. <laughs> So that, I would say, is a beautiful ritual, is that every day, just let the image of that card unleash itself in the world for you somehow. I have a good story about that. I have a, when I was learning, see, I, my deck didn't have a little white booklet. I didn't know there were definitions. So that was, that was goddess's giggle, like, ah. I'll put you on the path right away. You won't know what the hell you're doing. So you have to figure it out. And I got the knight of swords that day. And so I thought, oh, Lord, there's going to be someone. This is not, this is kind of dick energy. I don't want, you know, it's like someone's going to be an asshole, you know, and I looked for it all day. I was really kind of paranoid about like, and it never happened. People were good to me and it was okay. I don't know what this, maybe I'm the one. No, I'm in a good mood. So what's going on? And then late, At the very end of the day, a friend and I went to a restaurant and we had a waiter from hell. Mm. And I just looked at him and I went, oh my God, you're the knight of swords. You know, (laughs) like I was so excited, you know, and of course then he laughed and she, everybody laughed, you know, so we had a whole minute of him being a knight of swords.
0: Funny,
1: that's cute. Yes. So when you can kind of tie it into real life, that's Mm. when I had a French teacher who said, you really know a language when you start thinking in it.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. I feel that way about English. Yeah.
1: So how do you think in tarot? Well, Mm -hmm. bring the image or the element of it into your everyday. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you'll start thinking in it. Mm. It's really cool when you start dreaming in it.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. I also feel, and this is another way to kind of bring this in, and that in the way that you're describing, it's such a beautiful way to communicate in relations as well i think i found it really helpful to say i'm in like a really open connected three of cups mood today you know or i um i feel like maybe i feel i felt this winter I felt very connected to four of swords i feel really like needing rest and i have Um, recently received a new deck called CS Tarot, I don't know if you know it, but it's these beautiful black and white paper cuts from, originally from 84 and there's been a reprint last year Um, I know. And in this deck, the Four of Swords is a person sleeping under a really beautiful starry blanket and they are surrounded by four swords in their bed. So there's <sighs> like this real sense of like security and rest and meditation and retreat. And when I first saw this cat, I it suddenly like within a second just really deepened my understanding of this cat, even though I had worked with it mm-hmm. before and really loved it and appreciated. But I think that is the power really of visuals sometimes of how they yeah. can touch us on a deeper level, and they can kind of bypass our conscious, chatty, anxious, driven mind. Sometimes, right? I feel going with this. Oh yes, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I feel like yeah, like just using the language of tarot to communicate with other people as well. In the mm-hmm. same way, you know, as just as you were describing, as it also can be with yourself, has felt really helpful as well. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. And I I do think, uh, you know, being in a room of tarot readers, I Mm -hmm. mean, we we are uber communicators. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's this, I mean, it is a, and I don't think everyone who reads tarot is psychic, by the way, any any more than everyone who does an astrology chart is intuitive. Some Mm -hmm. people just follow the math and other people kind of can make different connections. It's totally, it's apples and peaches. There's Mm -hmm. no better way. I would never just go traditional. It bores the crap out of me. You know, like, you know, why would I do that? I'm not going to do that, you know, any more than, you know. I Mm. mean, in my mind, there's a lot of people that go to church. And if you really look around, half of them fell asleep Mm. somewhere. You know, it's like, really? Mm. So that's, you're just going to do it mindlessly. Does Mm. that still count? Yeah.
0: And I think it's such a beautiful way to to remedy that and bring intention in instead to get really intentional with what we're doing what we're paying attention to I you know how we're, we're living through our days yeah um I wonder as you are in this creative process with your second book at the moment if there's a card that feels like an archetype that is supportive or that you kind of turn to when you feel stuck. that that
1: you feel well you know I, I in fact got this from my friend James Wells and it just feeds me so beautifully it's like the high priestess is ga- gathering all her scrolls and giving it to the hierophant mm. and the hierophants yeah. codifying it's yeah. like, let's make this code we're going to code this so many people can repeat this on their own so she's giving him the juice and he's making the templates that makes so much sense to me i know it's so <laughs> great like i gotta put that in the book somewhere yeah you know like like God, I would love the picture of it to be that. The mm-hmm. high priest is handing over the scroll mm-hmm. and he's just like, but people are really freaky about the Hierophant. You know, he's, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: he's not one of people's favorites, but yeah. I've really, he's the one I've grown. I I've really grown with the Hierophant because it is anything you repeat gains power. Mm-hmm. And that's all to me in a way, the Hierophant is, he's a repeater. That's Mm -hmm. all he does is repeat. I mean, bad habits Mm -hmm. are, are, you know, rituals, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. mindless rituals. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. literally, yeah, yes.
0: Gosh, yeah, and it's such a practice of liberation to create positive rituals and yeah. To give that time as well. I, what, something I really love, I, I'm going to stop, stop fangirling at some point here, but I will just like one more <laughs> stop, thing that I really love. about stop. You. <laughs> Okay, okay. I will stop that. Um, something I really loved about your book was that it felt so non-dogmatic and that made it easier for me to open myself to new rituals. And I think because we live in a time where it's easy to compare ourselves, or to get to, into a story of how things should look like, or where yeah. we should be in life, or you know, this is. I think this is starting with our bodies, um, and it doesn't end with careers. It's you know, family life. It really yeah. touches every area of our lives. There's so many stories in the media of of how things should be, and and it's scary to be at, at the margins of that. Um, yeah. But I think there's so much freedom and liberation in being gentle with ourselves in how we are adopting change. So I, for example, I just had, give me one moment. I think I'm just, uh, I forgot the example that I wanted to give. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I remember now. So obviously I, I have on some level always understood that having a practice around gratitude is really good. And, you know, you will hear people say that, you know, shout it from rooftops. If you have a daily, some kind of daily gratitude practice, it really um, just improves your life. You know, it's good for our mental health. Um, It it feels good. But I think there was some resistance in me because I, I also sometimes see that practice as a bit of a band aid and I have mixed feelings or have had mixed feelings about, affirmations that don't feel really authentic you know so sometimes I feel like um there is a sense of spiritual bypassing maybe and and I think encountering that made my resistance grow a little bit to just be grateful I also I was like but there's also all this really structural oppressive stuff that makes me really angry I don't want to be grateful right now you know right so, so for a while I just I understood totally that gratitude is important and I knew it was going to become a practice in my life eventually, but I just needed to give myself the time and space and playfulness to see what that was going to look like and I couldn't just dive in and adopt. The specific way, say, of like writing down seven things each morning that I'm grateful for, and right. now now that I do, um, you know, now I say three things out loud in the morning and in the evening, it feels totally mine, and I love it so much, and it has made such a difference in my life. But I just needed the time and gentleness with myself, and I needed. That's right. Find a way to get to it that felt authentic and true to me, and that's right. what I appreciate are you as you, uh, in you as a teacher that you hold that space for people. You have so many beautiful techniques and experiences and insights to share, but there's always like rigor room you know so that is totally yeah
1: <laughs> well, and after that oppressive Catholic <laughs> upbringing, mm-hmm. what I did learn was like uh, your uh, your creative authority is everything if you Mm. cannot if you cannot that's one reason i'm i see a lot of debates in facebook and stuff like that about traditional versus intuitive and it's like oh guys could we move the fuck on from this point you know (laughs) because it's like just do what feels good and then do the other because it just stretches your muscles Mm. you know but it's all to me it's about getting back to your creative authority and and really listening to spirit the way you listen to spirit, you know, uh, because I know what it's like when somebody's hammering a very different thing down on you. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's a persecution. It's Mm. a, it's a, uh, it's a killer, Mm. spirit killer. You know, I mean, this is a tricky issue. Uh, Jesus is a weird issue in new age world you know and i i I love how people talk about christ consciousness Mm -hmm. i think yeah that's totally i Mm -hmm. i love that but i love jesus i hate his family You know, it's like I threw the family out, you know, but he's, he's a cool Sifu for me. He's not the only one, but he's definitely one of them for me. And so as a reader, because I'm paying attention to my creative authority, I've been able to talk to people about, listen, do you talk to Jesus? Do you? Do you? Mm -hmm. Do you you bitch? Do you whine? Do you cry? (laughs) Do you ask for help? Do you listen to him? Mm. Who cares about the prayers you're supposed to be doing? Mm. Who gives a shit? That's like not helping your life you know, yeah. so like how, and yet I also, on the other hand, I feel like with a lot of younger people now, I don't even bring up God or goddess. I mean, mm. that's not even a paradigm that fits, you know, mm. so I'll go more with the creative unknown or mm. spiritual DNA, you know, like, <laughs> it's like you know, whatever, whatever works mm. where you're listening to spirit. That's all, you mm. know, we, my job as a teacher and a reader is just to make sure you know where your ship is, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah. know,
1: like a, don't go floating off into space unless you're tied up, mm-hmm. you know, that you need that mothership. And mm-hmm. I love like in AA and things, is that our common collective wisdom, you know, or mm-hmm. is that the wisdom within whatever it is? I think if you're going to be a reader, you need to know, mm-hmm. you know, what source you mm-hmm. go to,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: And I a lot of us don't want to talk about that. Mm. We, we, we want to complain about the traditional versus the intuitive, but we mm. don't really want to talk about how does that bring in source mm. and what is source and how do you talk to clients about that?
0: Yeah. 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 Mm. I read something the other day that's still with me and I'm really sorry that I can't remember where. I'm really a believer in quoting your sources, but just can't remember, but feel it's too precious and I want to share it Um, anyway. And it's just this idea of continuous revelation that felt really helpful to me. So I think there are aspects in religious traditions that feel, you know, like you said, I think some teachings from Jesus feel really powerful. And that's definitely something I want to explore in my own way at some point. But I think where maybe I differ with some of the more human made constructs around those teachings and where the dogma comes in is that I believe there's a continuous unfolding and we're we're all allowed to engage with these teachings in our own way and explore. Right. And to me, spirituality is very experimental. Like I want to feel it in my body. It has to right. feel true to me. And I want to be able to observe it, not just with my mind, but with my whole being. Right. And so I think there's a continuity in, <clears throat> in not necessarily understanding time as linear. And I just don't feel that there's been one person ever on earth that had all the truth for every single human being right. for all times. I times. Or a
1: book. Is- there's yeah, not in a book that. like that either, you know. And <laughs> yeah. and to me, really, when I look at all most religions and now even some spiritualities, it's kind of like all of it is geared to getting back into full spirit. And it's like, wait, I took the elevator all the way from ninth floor to ground, and all we can talk about is going back to ninth floor? It's like, come on, people, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. What is this? One of the most beautiful theories, and I don't know who came up with this, I'll have to research, is the fool in tarot is our soul before we incarnate. Mm. And then the magician is our spirit. It's our creative DNA. It is why we wanted this form and this life and this Mm. time. And the high priestess is the reminder. Okay, children, you got about 10 minutes here. (laughs) You know, just saying, just saying, you know, (laughs) do you want to get on that train or what? You know, so it's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Yaro, you know, I gotta tell you, you know what's really great about being older it. is 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 how I can laugh at myself now. Jesus, mm-hmm. I was I was 70 years old when I was twenty four <laughs> <laughs> You know, like when mm-hmm. you when you look at the ridiculousness of our lives in a way, it's like, God, we're here for what? Just like you know, mm-hmm. and you know, even though we're doing we're having a great amount of influence for just the little time we're here right now but um you know is how to how to just like sit back with a good friend or a sunset or i know it sounds mushy or new agey but just like really just how Mm. to how to allow instead of do Mm. just allow and attract you know and then lately i've been seeing with clients and myself especially is the, I call it the velvet self is emerging, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know what that is except for it's my underbelly and it feels more animal than spirit, but it is the animal spirit Mm -hmm. and it, and soft and open and vulnerable. And it's like, what the hell, you know, but it's like, well, maybe it's because of these clouds of fascism that's Mm -hmm. surfacing our greatest vulnerability you know mm-hmm. and how we would unite with each other yeah to do this mm-hmm. you know to 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 change the direction of the winds if we can mm. but i'll tell you if we can't i'm going down laughing <laughs> yes you know I, I, i'm not i'm not, I'm not going to get down without you know i'm i'm going to have something to say about that yeah <laughs> yeah
0: and i can't wait <laughs> Yes, totally I would love to talk to you for another couple of hours but I'm also really excited this year to start having second interviews with people because I feel Excellent. like the podcast has such a great first run of interviews and I feel like there's always more to say so I would love to have you on again if you like I would um, love that great but for <laughs> now please tell us what you're currently offering and where people can find you
1: I am currently offering readings. I can do in person, phone, or Skype. Um, I can't record Skype because I can't figure that glitch out yet. But you can, if you can. If you can record it, you're welcome to. I also mentor. I do a five session, which I usually actually work with a psychic tarot book. Mm -hmm. So we'll read, you know, and within four months, you know, and it's up to you when you schedule to be with me for the next infusion. Mm-hmm. So that's, that comes with homework and practice. And and then I'm also an officiant. So I also do a lot of weddings. Um, I haven't figured out how to do funerals yet. That's there, but I don't, I'm, I'm, it's calling me, but I don't know what to do with it. And you can find me on my website at uh, www.betweenworlds.us. Mm-hmm. And you can ask anything. If there, I also do email readings too, like short one questions, mm-hmm. if you know if that works. And yeah. I have um, that video. I do a little thing on um, mm-hmm. on Between Worlds uh, video, and you can find that on my website too. Mm-hmm. So I just put little hunks of things I've learned as a reader, and some of those videos might help.
0: Yeah, they're beautifully made. And also, I really love your newsletter. So I think oh, you, thank you consider getting on that too. That's beautiful. Thank um, you. I will add all those links to the show notes. So if people didn't catch that, that's cool. They can just look that up in there. I just want to say thank you so much. Oh, again. thanks. Thank you, yeah. you. Thank
1: you. Oh, well, and, and keep me in the loop because I, uh, I, I, I have been dying to get back to Scotland. I went <laughs> yeah. to Scotland once in 95 and I promised myself I would get that back there.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. I would love to.
1: Meet <laughs> in <Thank> yeah. you. <laughs> All right.